It's the Unranked Podcast. This is episode 193. Seven to go before we're at 200 P. Mm. And I'm Christian Humes here with two fellow co-hosts of mine, the one and the only Alex Marinello. Yo. And the fantabulous Thomas Caswell. You just caught me in the middle of a nice, cold, truly wild berry. Hard seltzer. Ugh. What is a what is a truly? It's a spiked seltzer, one of these many, you know, a bon mm. and vive, a white claw, if you will. It's pretty good, this truly, wild berry. No, truly is so much worse than white mm. claw, I think. Not a fan. I, I, I don't enjoy any of these things. I, I've missed the boat on the, the <laughs> seltzer mm. craze. Alex is the big seltzer head. Alex, what is the best spike seltzer? Um, I guess White Claw, but I don't really like it. So I don't no, really bon like and, the spike. Bon and Vive is the best one. It's called the best flavor. Uh, what is it? Bon and Vive. Never heard of it. It's the one with the mermaids. Bon Iver. It's the one. What? It's got mermaids on it. It's pretty great. Oh. It's got weird flavors. Right. It's got like a pear, a clementine, a rosemary. Yeah. I'm going to say this yeah. right now. You need better internet. Your internet's terrible. I have mm. pretty solid internet. Nope. But but your your Wi-Fi connection to us is you're the only really one that breaks bad. up. Again. You're the only one that breaks up. It's really Maybe there was it a is. there was a time where you did not, and that time has come and gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's come and pass. I am a little bit far away from my router. Maybe that is the issue. Mm. I'm about as far away from my router in this apartment as I can get. So. Maybe that is the issue. Maybe I got to start recording from the living room. Maybe I got to pull a tuna. We'll see. Ultra, maybe next week we'll give it a beta, open beta, me recording from the living room. <laughs> Early access. All right, guys. Founders edition, if you will. You know what time it is on oh. our 193rd episode. Do you know who we have today? No. I actually- uh, it's all Pokemon no. named Yanma. Mm. Who? Yanma. Yanma? Yanma. I feel like I'm at the spelling bee. How many times are you repeating? <laughs> Spell it. Spell it. Go for it. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yes, clear please. The clear wing Pokemon. It's a fucking dragonfly. Oh, you're looking at You know what's so right fun? I have never, you know, all these Pokemon that we've seen before, Yanma, mm. I have mm-hmm. seen before. Like, I, you know yes. what I mean? Like, I've seen them. I recognize them. I do not recognize this Pokemon. I feel like I've never seen this Pokemon before in my life. Uh, I know. Maybe it... you will recognize the evolution, but maybe not. Does it have an evolution? Yes, it does. Yan Mega. Oh, but that's oh. not a. That's not for this generation. That seems to be a future gen situation. Yeah. Well, I, let's get into it because this is this gener- one of this generation's bug Pokemon. Yes, bug Pokemon, is. I think, are one of the most highly underrepresented types of Pokemon there are. I also still just don't understand why bug is a type of Pokemon. It's one of those. There's some elemental types in Pokemon that have always eluded and confused me. I don't understand why Bug is a elemental type. Uh, it's basically grass. Other... Yeah, like is it like I just I don't get it. Like, shouldn't there just be Bug versions of other? Like, shouldn't there? You know, I don't. Know. That's a whole thing. That's a whole other thing we can talk about. But Bug type Pokemon are weird because they're also there's so few that are powerful. There's so few, and um, there's also not a ton of Bug Pokemon where you'd think. You know, there's a lot of insects and bugs in the world. Shouldn't there be a lot of bug Pokemon? Yeah, I don't really but understand that. I mean, what about yeah. the canine type? The, like, can- that's what it's like. <laughs> the dog type? The right. dog type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The EVs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, Yan a Dragonfly, and its etymology for the name is literally just Japanese for large dragonfly. Really? Yes. Yeah, and Real it doesn't, original. you know, it, it, it almost looks just like a car, like a cartoon dragonfly. 
It doesn't look Pokemonified. Um, oh my god! I'm looking. Its at, wings it does, are kind of yeah. like a plane's wings. This must be like yeah, the short. The Bulbapedia trivia is horrible on this. Yeah, thing. it's pretty. It's pretty shit. I was it's like, maybe we'll so find bad. some gold. Maybe there's gold in them hills with the trivia, but nope. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Yanma, the Pokedex entry is: if it flaps its wings really fast, it can generate a shock waves. It can generate shock waves that will shatter windows in the area. But will it? That's. That's impressive. How big is this thing? Let's look at the the size situation. Mm. Because it's a bug flying type, by the way. So it's not just standard bug. I have to say, like, of all the bug types, the first generation really knocked it out of park in comparison. Mm. I mean, like, Beedrill and Butterfree are awesome bug types. Uh, even Venomoth. But Yanma, not no. so much. I, I kind of, it interests me because it's one of the few that doesn't, I mean, it gets an evolution in Gen 4, I think. But it doesn't have any evolution. It's just a one-off. And it's not like a baby or anything like that. And so I think there's very few of those in Gen 2. So it, it, you just look at it and you're like, surely that has an evolution. And it doesn't get one for two more generations. Um, right. Which later down the road, there's some actually cool bug Pokemon, uh, like Scolipede, which is, I think, one of the top tier bug Pokemon. But yeah. for a while, I feel like most of them are kind of a drag out. Outside of the first gen, so this first thing gen is, has the two some of the best. This is a big motherfucker. It is th- almost four feet in size, and it almost weighs ninety pounds. So yeah, I guess that's a, why it's it's a large dragonfly. Dude, this would freak me the fuck mm. out if I was just walking to Pallet Town and one of these things just comes out of nowhere. I'd shit my pants, <laughs> my poker pants. I, I just feel like it didn't really get the Pokemon treatment. It just looks like a dragonfly. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, I, even if you look actually at a lot of the bug Pokemon, like they're kind of very straightforward. They don't give them a lot of personality outside of maybe like their third evolution. Like Caterpie, Weedle, Kakuna, Metapod, they just kind of look like chrysalises and ca- like caterpillars with faces. Yeah. They don't, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> bug Pokemon, clearly not a favorite of the uh, early designers here. So let's... uh. Let's just get out of this and get into what else has been going on. Uh, let me kick off off topic here and say, so I had a terrible run-in with some liquid damage. I, on Friday, knocked a cider over onto my computer while oh, working on finishing no. the trailer. Yeah, so I lost multiple days of work, uh, and I was basically out of using my computer for a little over two days. Um the computer does work. The keyboard is a little spongy. <laughs> Some of the keys are quite, quite, uh, that quite is not, soft. That mess. is not an adjective you want to use when talking about your keyboard. <laughs> a little no. spongy. But now I'm finally finished with the work that I sh- was hoping to be done with uh, previously, which I, I, I basically got set back quite a bit from that. That sucked. Um, man, let me tell you, T acted so fast because, like, I was holding Buddy and I was walking by the table and there wasn't a lot of room and I bumped into the glass that I just put down, which I'm always so paranoid. I never, I, like, very rarely will even have a glass on the same table as my computer, but Mm. I had just opened it and I got up to get something and I was going to come back and then I was going to put it under the table, which is where I always put the drinks while I have the computer on it. But it was, like, during the, it was, like, the smallest window um, she like threw her sweatshirt like on top of the computer immediately and just like knocked the bottle off just to like get most of the liquid off. And then I like held it upside down, powered it down, wiped it down. And then I realized like, so I don't have one of those tension 
like torque screws or anything. So I had to figure out like how to get any liquid out of it that could still be there. So, so I held it took upside a down. trash bag. Well, so I was holding it upside down the whole time. Just like immediately flipped it upside down, right? So I took a uh, trash bag. Yeah. So Teresa's holding it, cover it in a trash bag. Put it in the trash. And then and then I, I took like a roll of paper towels and another towel and I stuffed it sort of like in the side so that the screen couldn't just like collapse. And then I took our uh, Dyson and I took the nozzle off of the front. So I just had the pipe and I wrapped it inside and then closed the trash bag around it. So I made like a vacuum seal and then I turned the vacuum on and it basically like a vacuum <laughs> sucked. It, it was worked like a vacuum pack. Like it completely sucked all of that. You didn't and then want to I just buy a big it. bag of rice. <laughs> yeah. Well, because and now so that was the other thing they say is like if you can, if you have a way to do it, put it like in an enclosed place with either like rice or cat litter or dry towels or something. So basically, after I did this, I then put it into another bag with just towels and stuff because, um, I mean, it sort of just does the same thing, but it works. It I works hear. Now. I hear if you pour more you cider know. on the computer, it actually God. absorbs the cider that was already spilled. I, for, I mean, it, when are they gonna when are they gonna make a waterproof laptop like as a you know an everyday thing? I don't know. Uh, the day that they get rid of mechanical keyboards, I feel like because the yeah, key- but then you, but there's still a lot of thermal problems. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the the laptop is a really hard thing to. Yeah, you know when Alex when there's no more laptops when it's just iPads. I barely I only use my laptop for this. Yeah. I mean, so the, I'll say the, the the one good thing about it, if it had died, and I mean, it's not a good thing, but on the plus side is that my computer is getting older. It's now on its like fourth year. So um, this it's computer's not at on least its like seventh. It's a brand new computer. Wow. Yeah. I don't seventh know how your computer still functions. Yeah. I don't know. Why wouldn't either. it? Why wouldn't it function? Um, I mean, so you couldn't get your computer repaired anymore. What do you mean? It's just it's con- it's now your computer is so considered so out of date that they won't repair it. Outside you, of the state of it's California, it's considered obsolete. There's a there's a certain no. His is vintage. <laughs> his is vintage. vintage. <laughs> yes, but like but like I, I know you're saying like you're surprised that it still works, but why wouldn't it work? Like what's the, well, it, the mechanical parts fail? Like hard drives fail, memory like it's just uh, there's a lot of like thermal issues. There's a lot of like have you dust had the battery replaced? The fans no. fail. Interesting. His is refurb too. Because I remember oh when God, I ordered it for you. bought a refurb and it's still working after all this time. Huh. I mean, Tom, his has his is a disc-based 15-inch MacBook Pro. Yeah, you can put a di- you can put a c- you can burn a CD if you wanted. You've got a, You've got yes. that DVD player icon. <laughs> I do. Alex, if you'd like to know how out of date yours is, picture it this way. Yeah. My computer now. So so they just yesterday it turns out released a brand new model macbook pro it's a 16 inch inch. so the 15 inches are now discontinued okay but the model that i have came after yours was out for three years then they had a complete redesign which was out for another three years and now that one's not being made anymore so like like mine has a model that has replaced it and is also not even being made anymore (laughs) and mine was it's incredible that yours still works well that has its issues it's not it's not, it's not uh, perfect. It's not it's perfect. Not perfect. It's, it's a oh, podcast God, we, machine. God, though. do we know it's not perfect? It's 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 a podcast but, uh, recording machine. But that was that was that was my weekend. Uh, I mean, and my week, and um, I I actually could release the trailer probably tomorrow now that it's done. But uh, I mean, I'm finishing some sound stuff. But I actually think it's much smarter for me to not release it on the same day that Pokemon comes out. Um, so it will be Monday morning. So look for Monday morning. 
the release of the trailer and hopefully the Kickstarter page will be approved and out, if not at least the preview page with the date and everything. So that's it. What else you guys got? Uh, honestly, I don't. I really didn't do anything. It's just been a whirlwind at work. Um, so you know, how's the new role? Uh, I haven't. Tra- I haven't. I haven't. Travel. Tra- no, no travel and no new role yet. It's basically a transition period right now. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of getting old work done as quickly as possible to get into the new role. So we'll see. But yeah, hey, uh, Tom, what's I going went- on with you? I went to the Death Stranding exhibit that opened up here in the city on uh, uh, Wednesday, I think, last week. Um, So that was really cool. Got to see some of the concept art for that game, and I got to put my handprint on the wall that was set up there. Um, And then uh, pretty much took it easy. Uh, I've been checking out all the stuff that's been on Disney+. Plus. Um, seen saw the Mandalorian. Really enjoyed the first episode of that. Looking forward to the second episode dropping tomorrow. Um, yeah. Um, but other than that, I've just been playing video games and preparing to play more video games on the. You, have you have you played or are you playing Death Stranding? Yes, I am. All right, I, that I really want to hear about because I've heard like <clears throat> things about it, and I don't, I, I don't get it. So you're gonna well, have to tell well, me about we'll it. And I, about will, it. I will have to pay attention. We'll, we'll talk Let's about, hear about it, it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pay attention because Alex, you don't have to wait any longer. Tom, tell us about Death Stranding. Um. Well, Tuna, what what are you what do you want to know about it? What All right. You, this is what I'm. This is what I understand the game to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and again, I have not played it. Sure. I haven't even watched any videos about it. Sure. This is me talking to Weenus, who bought it and played it. Right, mm-hmm. another one of our uh, friends. Which is who so was looking... funny because he, yeah, anytime we brought that game up, would shit on it. <laughs> so uh, when he told me he was bought it and played it, I was like, "What? You seemed very uninterested in this game." Yeah. So things w- he was telling me, and then um, another one of our uh, somebody in the Dart League was telling me about it. So anyway, so from what I understand, right, Mm -hmm. you walk around delivering stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean that. You're avoiding, you're stealthily avoiding getting caught by these alien things. Sure. You're not fighting anything, and you're walking around delivering packages. Uh, So, yes, the base game is essentially delivering packages. That sounds boring as hell. Um, think of it in the sense of Breath of the Wild, of there being these shrines, and they have these puzzles to complete at the shrine. Yeah. Um, and, but in this game, the puzzle is getting to the location you need to get to. How do I get over this cliff? How do I get across this river? How do I, um, you know, uh, what tools am I using? The main, con- the main conceit is that, yes, you are delivering packages. There was an event called the Death Stranding. It was a post-apocalyptic event where basically the world, the land of the dead, known as the beach, that is what it is called in the game, uh, enters the land of the living, and it caused like these massive nuclear explosions all over the all over the world. And uh, these creatures are known as BTS, which stands for beached things, and they are essentially so- uh, ghosts. Um, and if you uh, encounter one and are killed by one, it co- causes another giant kind of nuclear explosion. 
and everyone is kind of separated and living in these different cities and different installations, and America is essentially gone, and you have been tasked to reconnect the country. So you are but literally... Is it, but is it fun? I am having an absolute blast. I have played... A blast? Yeah, I really love it. Now, here's the thing, Tuna. Yeah. Um, combat is in the game. Um, there okay. are these... Uh, there are these... Uh, enemies called mules that steal um, uh, steal your packages, so you run into them. You also can uh, have combat against BTs, and there are also terrorists who are trying to stop you from reconnecting the country who you come into contact with. And the, as the game progresses, more and more combat scenarios are introduced. However, I still find that the more most fun I'm having in the game is simply exploring the the game looks beautiful the environments are really uh, uh varied and interesting and you know it's kind of that thing of like i've got to deliver a package it's a thousand it's like uh 1.5 kilometers this way i can see the little blip on my map how do i get there um what is over this hill what is over this mountain and uh that sense of discovery is really really awesome and um the, the now the other cool thing about the game is that you're not playing alone you are on a server with other people so you delivering packages and you leaving uh things like ropes and ladders behind are going to be in other people's games and vice versa their instruments that they leave are going to be in your game so you'll be like fuck how do i get down this cliff without breaking all of the shit on my back oh my god someone and i don't have any tools someone left a rope thank god so you're actually building a collective world together, uh, which is really cool. So the incentive to uh, make more deliveries and, um, you know, leave things behind and build uh, shelters um, is really is really cool. Another, th another kind of caveat in another thing that they've added in the game is that rain uh, actually pass uh, time passes faster when it rains. Um, so timefall. Yeah, it's called timefall. The coolest thing I've heard about this game is timefall. <laughs> so that yes. sounds like something out of Doctor Who. Yeah, it it feels very much like that. Anything if you ever get caught in the rain, um, your the your tools and your packages are actually going to degrade faster. So you either have to find cover, you can build cover, you get that ability at some point, um, or you can uh, you know, just r run as fast as you can. And also there are things like uh, ways to repair your gear and stuff like that. So there's a lot a lot of different systems happening. On top of that, the story is just really fascinating. Um, all of the different characters involved, not only Norman Reedus, but uh, Leah Sado's character of Fragile, who, if you are essentially like the government, you know, the USPS, she is the FedEx. She is the private industry that handles package delivery. Her character is fascinating. Um, so there's a, just a lot of really great characters involved and the lore is really solid. Um, yeah, so that, that is the, the conceit of the game and I'm probably okay. a little over halfway through now, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you keep using this word conceit. Mm -hmm. Like you mean the concept of the game or the plot or what, what are you trying to say with this word conceit? Cause I like feel like the, you're the using hooks. like a very, the, thing, the things that are hooking you into the game. I know because, so I was thinking to myself like, uh, you know, you're using this word. Mm. So I'm, I'm, um, I looked it up, and I think you're using it in this definition, an artistic effect or device. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, let's see. Because I mean, that's definitely the way you're using it contextually. I think so, because the other definitions 
you are definitely not using it in this way. So yeah, yeah the director's brilliant conceit was to film this tale in black and white. Yeah, yeah. I just you know conceit because the way I use conceit is the is the pride in oneself conceit. You know, right. like you're conceited. Yes, but, so you kept using yeah. conceit, and I was like, "What the fuck is going?" Like, all right. Yeah, it's a different it's a different use of the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to work on those SAT skills, Tuna. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's been a while. But, so the other thing while. is, is um, you know, you'll find packages kind of just strewn around, and so you'll pick, you'll be like, "Oh my god, if I get this, if I get, if I just walk over there and get that box of metal, I can use that to build this road, and then I can easily start." Now this trip that used to be a pain in my ass, I can make it easier for myself. So the puzzle, like I said, the puzzle is figuring out how to get from one section to another. And I think the game wouldn't be interesting, save for the fact that the world is just beautiful and you just want to explore it. You know, just throw on a fucking... And the music is great as well. So you just... It's just like a... At Sometimes it's really relaxing. Sometimes it's super stressful because you'll go into a river that you think you can cross, but you can't, and you'll get swept down, and all of your gear will get lost, and you've got to figure out how to get it back. Um, you know, so I, I think that, combined with the fact it's just a very unique game. I've never played anything like it. Um, all right. It, it just, I just, I, I find myself just wanting to play more and more, um, which is going to get tough now that we've got two huge games coming out tomorrow. Um, but I, I really did not expect to, I thought... Are you getting it, the Star Wars game too? Yeah, Star Wars and Pokemon, definitely both of those. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, okay. And um, yeah, and uh, I I did not. I thought I thought it would be cool, but I I did not expect to like it as much as I liked it. And I think that you might feel the same way about it. You might not. I don't know, but I think you I should give it a I try. I think I'm going to skip it for a little while. Maybe experience it later. I think Pokemon's probably at the top of the list. Star Wars. I would I would say that this is a game. That if you come back to like next year, maybe they release it at a discount, like it's like one of their greatest hits or whatever. I still think it's gonna be just as relevant then as it is now. I think I think you should play Pokemon. Star well, Wars I don't. Now. Yeah, I don't think it's um. I, I don't really the relevancy thing. I don't really care about because I played Last of Us well after I played God of War at least what a year after it came out or something. You know, even well, not a year, probably like four or six months. Yeah, I still really enjoyed it. I don't really play for the relevant. You know, the rel the only relevancy I have with games is if you guys are playing it at the same time. Sure. Yeah. Wait. Wait for a break. Wait for there to be like a month where nothing's coming out that you're interested in, and then pick it up. I would say. All right, Tom. I want to as someone who hasn't played it but has read about it, but mm. also listened to a couple people discuss it, who I believe have pretty good takes on things. Mm-hmm. Um. From Talk what I can tell, mm. this seems almost like a Star Wars prequel era type story where George Lucas was given <laughs> unfettered control and what you end up with is something that he thinks he's an auteur and he thinks he's this amazing creator, but actually he really needs an editor because I've even seen some of the dialogue and clips from this game and I've heard about how it feels like when you're playing it's building to something, but actually it's just like the whole thing is just bad metaphors and it's like really straightforward and actually the story goes fucking nowhere and that's what like a Wait, lot of the reviewers have said about it are you and talking about this Death seems Stranding? like someone who is way too big of a fan of his own brand yes okay i didn't know if you were talking about death stranding or the or the new star wars game <clears throat> or pokemon no, for that death matter. stranding okay 
Um, I mean, to be fair, I am I'm not near the end of the story. There is so still so much mystery. Um, I would say it is very on the nose. I think that is a very uh, apt uh, description of what is going on here. You know, people of I think were concerned about oh, it's going to be so convoluted, and I'm not going to be able to understand what's going on. There's a lot of terms, a lot of things thrown out there, a lot of concepts, but it's pretty easy to understand. Um, the story seems to be going somewhere, but I haven't got to the point in the game to find out if it doesn't, if you if you know what I mean. Um, sure. But, I mean, it is, it is heavy-handed, and it is very, you know, you have characters, every character is named after where they're from or what they do, which, to be fair, a lot of names here, like, you know, my my roommate is called Austin Cook because at some point his family were cooks. But um, you know, there are, the guy Wait, that so runs the wind farm, his name is Jake Wind, and the guy that's from the sa- the distrib- the South Distribution Center is Thomas Southland. So what is this bastards in fucking Song of Ice and Fire? Um, yeah, it's basically that. <laughs> so so Chris, are you saying that people have said that uh, Hideo is full of himself? Or like thinks that he's too, or like didn't well, get an editor because he's he thinks his thing is too good to be. There's a lot that goes on. I mean, Tom made a great video about Hideo Kojima, but he definitely considers himself an auteur of sorts. Sure, and uh, he certainly has positioned this game and set the expectation that like this is the thing he wanted to make without constraints, and yes. now he's gotten to make it, and this is Kojima untethered. And it seems like maybe Kojima Untethered doesn't actually deliver something of meaning and that maybe he actually needs an editor. You know what's really funny? I feel like um, George R. R. Martin said similar, something similar to that was like, I owe my editor so much because if I was left to just do what I do wanted whatever. to do without yeah. without having any edit- editors whatsoever, I would number one, I would never get this thing done. Well, <laughs> you're not getting it done now. And it would just go so off the rails that it would just be craziness out there. Like you need that editor, you need it. You just um, I, I, I don't know. It's interesting because I actually think that as I've you know I've played quite a few of the Metal Gear games. I think that a lot of the Metal Gear games are actually more in that vein than Death Stranding. Um, but I also I also see where people are coming from. Uh, and you know who knows by the end of it, once the all of the story wraps up, there is a chance I might be unsatisfied. But currently, really, really fascinated by. Uh, everything that's happening and um yeah i mean it's it's clear that i you know i think he understands his place in the world and i think a lot of i think gamers and the media have kind of put him there it's this kind of symbiotic relationship uh between creators. they lifted him up yeah and um so you know I, I have to finish it and i'm really hoping that by next week i will have despite the fact again there are these other games is, coming out is um <laughs> is star wars just for playstation or is it for everything xbox playstation and you know what's great oh, cool. tuna what's that uh because we have game pass we have a free month of ea access on game Pass. Oh, let's go to let's go to news okay i mean that's you know well hold on have you been playing anything or no yeah, that's true. Um, I played Minute, <laughs> which I hope you guys did, because especially with Pokemon coming out. Um, Tuna has played Star Minute. Wars. Oh, I've there. played Minute, buddy. There's a How level you know? up. I have a level up episode about Minute. Oh. 9-2, okay. Minute playthrough. Cool. Did you finish it? Oh, I finished it. Okay, cool. All right, great. This will be the first game that we've all finished on Game Club. Oh, oh I finished it, baby. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I've also played the the Bloody Harvest in Borderlands Three. This was like oh, last shit. week though. Oh shit! And um, I got all the the you know did all the challenges. Was it fun? I, uh, it was fun until like you obsess over getting the challenges, and I probably played more of it than I needed to just to do the challenges. Um, there was good uh, new like legendary weapons. I have become so inundated with legendary weapons now in that game that like I need the bank to be bigger just because I have too many. <laughs> have you, you maxed can put it, it on out? mayhem mode? Yeah, you can put it on when you put it on mayhem mode and you already have a good legendary weapon and you keep like cheesing bosses. When I say cheesing, I mean like you just go back to a different boss at mayhem like level three. They're gonna mm. spew out three mm. uh, legendaries and they're all pretty damn good. So there's that. That's all I've got. Then we'll talk about a minute to win it. Very good. Or really, 40 seconds. Well, we'll have a lot to talk Hello? about and play. Oh, next okay. Week. Before we talk about XO, there's some other things. Let's look at our Fantasy League. I don't Ooh, want to. Oh, boy. <laughs> I would like to Tom, veto the, uh, the Alexander thing. Thanks. It's too late. <laughs> I think you guys should come up with your own original idea. It's it's honestly it's honestly too good. It's too no, good. It's we not can't. Too good. It's too good. The fact that it's you want good. to veto it so much means that it is exactly what we want. It's not Alexander. For. It's Alexander Gregory. No last name. Well, that is your new last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which would be great because if we can get if you get to go to any shows during the year, you will be submit as Alexander Gregory. So on like the show floor, yeah, because that'll like a tag yeah, that'll say right because that'll match up with the whole license, the uh, driver's license. Oh, that doesn't matter. I'll definitely you get, get to it. that. Absolutely doesn't matter when you submit your name. They ask you like what you like to go by. So uh, yeah. Uh, so let's take a look here, <laughs> Alex. Your final scores appear to be in. Uh, it is possible. That a game like uh, Super Animal Royale could come out, and you can get a bump in one of your indie games. But it looks like you're going to end with 1186. Uh, Tom, it seems like you are also probably done. A fold apart hasn't had an update in over a week on their Twitter, and the last thing they posted about was like looking for someone like a hire for a company. I mean, they might have a random shadow drop of their game, but very soon we're going to have to just assume that they. Uh, are not going to do anything. But it doesn't matter, obviously, till the end of the year. If something happens by the very end of the year, then we'll change it. But you are likely going to end with 1198, only 12 points above Alex. That's if a fold apart doesn't release. Right. Okay. Correct. Uh, which, man, if Alex hadn't, Ghost Recon Breakpoint really fucked you over. Uh, and then Dan is actually at 1125, but Shenmue 3 has not released yet. So when is it supposed once to that release? comes out, uh, a like few next days. week or something, yeah. Yeah, a few days. Um, so, I mean, he if he gets in the 60s, Alex, you might not lose. Right. So it is possible for him to beat you. It's just the odds are very low there. Uh, and I'm and then at we call him Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Greg. Alexander Wien. Um, so as of right now, it looks like I will have first, Dan will have second, uh, or third, depending on how his game scores. And so Dan and Tom will swap for second or third, and Alex will be in last. Uh, and, and that's right. I compared it to last year's, and it's like, if only Alex and Tom both miss out on one game this year, that is incredible compared to last year. Because last year it was like <clears throat> Tom won missing five games, and then Alex and I each missed like six or seven, and Dan was missing like nine or ten games, of his games. Yeah. yeah. He was missing more than half of his games. So... 
uh, much better this year, and then I think next year will be even better. Um, I also realized we can do flexes next year for players. So, like, certain games should be able to fit into more than one category, so that way your bench will be easier to fill out. Because, oh, like, like, a game okay, that can that be a PS4 sense. exclusive could also possibly be an action-adventure game. So if you absolutely need one in one slot, you can move it. So I think that'll be the answer for next year, so that we don't run into yeah. people not having games. And then it also makes games worth a lot more value by having them fit into more than one category. So, um, yeah. So that is what we have for that. Tom, what do you think about that Sonic movie? I think it looks... He looks better. I don't know if this is going to be a good movie, though. Um, I mean, I, I mean, hand, hats off to the animators for turning this around. you got to think that this is more true to their idea of what Sonic should have been. But who the hell... Like, like when you compare what he was and what he is now, yeah. Who okayed the first version? Because I'm I know. sure that the new version, because I is was was already pitched. I I, I got know. I got to think that because like I I didn't they made hate Sonic the old look version. Like Sonic. I didn't really. Ha- you didn't. Well, I just don't care. I think that's. I the mean, thing. I don't care either, and I still hated it. It was an yeah, abomination. It, it didn't look like Sonic, but it but looks the, the new it looks, one. It looks worse now. I think we can all admit it looks even worse now after seeing the new one. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were saying the second one looks worse. No, so oh, the, the second, second one looks, one looks like better. Sonic, but you have to think that that was the like one of the designs that was pitched that was not taken because the first one doesn't look anything. I mean, well, it does look a little bit, but when you look at the second one, you're like, okay, that is Sonic, yeah, and that makes sense. So who okayed the first one? Because the second one was definitely pitched. How could that not that not have been part of the design, like one of the originals? I, don't know. I wonder if they it, were just trying. I think you know. I don't know. It was Sonic. It wasn't even Sonic. It was the like <laughs> fake Sonic that people post online. The like fucked up looking Sonic. Right. Like someone did a comparison. They took the fucked up looking Sonic, compared it to the one in the movie, and it was the same. Like it right. actually had white hands. It actually had a neck. It was like all these. Really it was almost weird, as if the person who designed Sonic looked at that one. That's what I'm saying. Like the person <laughs> who they just Googled Sonic and that was the Sonic. first image that's, that came that's up. That's like literally like, oh, yeah. what it looked like. It was yeah. amazing. There was an amazing comparison image someone put up and it was it was the crappy fake Sonic everyone likes to make fun of and then the movie one and they were the same. And then you put the real Sonic next to it and there was nothing the same. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it. That thing was crazy. <laughs> I, um... Now, the question is, are you going to see this movie? No. No. Right? See, that's what I feel like. No. No. It, it Although I like the Green Hill Zone in the clip. It'll come to Netflix at some point. I will who's watch making it. it? No, Disney's not making it. No, it, it'd be, no uh... I didn't say Disney. I said, who's making it? Oh, I think it's Paramount. Let's see. Because will it be Netflix or HBO? Because now there's basically going to be three companies. It's no, be it's not. Netflix. It's not. Uh, I don't think it's Warner Brothers. Um... Wow! Yeah, holy shit, man! I can't believe I can't believe that they they did it. They they nailed it. They fixed it. Uh, bl- it does look awesome. Blur Studio. I hate Google, man. Fuck this shit. Um, Paramount. It is Paramount. So they don't have. I think they actually have their own. I don't think they have their own streaming service. So I think this would be a Netflix situation, unless they make a deal. Maybe it'll be on NBC Peacock. You guys all excited for that? No, okay. no, no one's one. gonna watch that. <laughs> oh, they will. Uh, some people will sign up for it just for Friends and The Office, because that'll be the only place you Wait, can watch it. For Friends, Friends is NBC, and they're gonna be on Peacock. 
friends in the office are both Peacock exclusive. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, isn't Netflix? Netflix is getting uh, Seinfeld, right? Ne- yes. Uh, it, it, Seinfeld is leaving Hulu and going to Netflix. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I thought that, no, Friends is going to be on HBO Max, I thought. Yes, it is. Really? Yeah, because now HBO Max is actually, they're also talking about they're going to do an unscripted friend show, like as a reunion, either like special or a series. They're going to do like an episode, like an uns- uh, unscripted comedy, a la like... Uh... Oh, that'll fail. So Spectrum TV is putting out a limited series uh, and bringing back Mad About You. I don't know Mad About You. Oh, you don't know Mad About You? No. You know the, um, what is her name? Helen Hunt from uh, Castaway uh, and other movies. Could you name something that was made in the last decade? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Helen Hunt? Helen How about Hunt, Castaway? You know, Castaway 20 years ago. It's uh, like, uh, yeah. It's like Helen Castaway Hunt. came out when Survivor was hot and new. Uh, she was on <laughs> Mad About You from 92 to 99. She was in Twister. Twister. <laughs> Again. 2010s. <laughs> she was in What Women Want. Also not. Yeah, she's really not that relevant anymore. I didn't realize how she's falling off the face <laughs> Hel- of Helen Hunt? No, she's not that relevant so, anymore. So I just watched the show Episodes because I just watched all of Friends and I needed something else to binge while I was editing. So I watched oh, Episodes. Dude, that show yeah, is funny. Was, that, was it good? Because like, it kept winning awards. It's, it's a hilarious. show. And you know who doesn't love Matt LeBlanc? Who doesn't love the 1999 Lost in Space movie? Anyway, continue. Dude, it's like literally what the TV show Joey wanted to be, but because it was on Showtime, like he's just this like fucked up guy and he's a lot like his character Joey and he's just this stuff. And because it's on Showtime, like, you know, there's nudity, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of crazy shit. That's good. It is hilarious. I could not believe how funny that fucking show is. This like, is... I think it's like only eight episodes a season, maybe like 10. They're pretty short. It's fast series. Highly I recommend that. I cannot believe how little Helen Hunt has done. Yeah, that she is not relevant. And the reason I actually thought of this is because there's a guy on the show who, whenever they ask him for like, well, who do you think we should get for the show? Everyone he recommends is either like old or dead, and because he's like, <laughs> all of his references are like outdated. <laughs> oh. oh man, uh, maybe I got to check it out. I'm not. I'm not paying for Showtime though. I got too many services as it is. No, it's on Netflix. Oh, oh. That's why I watched it. Because it was on Netflix. Interesting. Episodes? Really? Yeah. Huh? I went to, I was like, I was I was itching for a new show to watch. I went to sitcoms on Netflix. I saw episodes. I'm like, well, this seems like a good transition. <laughs> right off of Friends. Yep. It's episodes. Just right down in. The, 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 the Joey show we should have had from the very beginning. Yeah. And he even ends up like doing a game show. Like, like in, on the TV. And it's just as crazy as Bamboozle. Like, it's, a, it's amazing. It's, it's so fucking funny. Highly recommend that show. Other news. Other news. Uh, let's see. Uh, other All right. News. Looks like we have XO. Yeah, let's talk about XO. Uh, there was a switch up at uh, PlayStation. The guy that ran the Horizon Zero Dawn team, Guerrilla Games, oh, right. is now head of Worldwide Studios. So that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, let's talk XO. Chris and I both watched it. And a lot happened. Yeah. So let's talk about um, a lot of new games, first of all. Mm were announced um i don't actually have i'm trying to find a complete list of all the like indie stuff too that was announced i'm trying to find one i don't have one up yet um but let's talk about some of the big games first of all what do we have here uh tell me why tom by don't Uh, nod yes which you were able to like recognize the actor the actress from control 
you're able to recognize her game model. But that's not. Like, it's just a new scan of her. It's not actually her character from Control. No, it's not the same character. It's It looks... No, I mean, but, but you were like, oh, it's the same. I, yeah. did, I definitely didn't put two and two together. It just looked like it just looked like the character from Control. I might be yeah. wrong. It might actually be someone completely different. Um, but yeah, tell me why this is uh, an interesting game because it is the first game to have a playable. the The main character is a transgender character, um, and it is going to be an episodic game, much like Life is Strange, which Don't Nod had previously uh, made. And uh, yeah. Um, seems like it's going to be another kind of game like that. There's going to be some kind of mystery. It's set in a quiet town. I think the the guy on the live stream said it's very Twin Peaks-ish. So if those kind of things uh, get you going, I've, it sounds like this is going to be an interesting game. And I, Life is Strange is, is one of my favorite. It's, it's one of the few episodic games that I've actually played every episode of, like kept doing. Yeah, it's very good. So... Uh, they have a great pedigree. Really hope that this uh, matches that level there. Have you played Life is Strange, Tuna? Or any kind of episodic thing like that before? Mm, well, no. I don't think so. Maybe, okay. but not that comes to mind quickly. Uh, I think you'd like that next game, though, Tuna. Uh, that uh, One of the games that was shown off was Obsidian's Grounded. Um, mm. So Obsidian made The Outer Worlds, which just came out. And uh, Grounded is essentially Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You play as Dude, a... this game looks so good. Yeah, it's a survival game where you are tiny, like in Honey, I, I like Shrunk Outer the Worlds, Kids. Outer Worlds, like, came and went. Uh, I think a lot of people are still playing it. I, it and yeah? apparently mm-hmm. the sales numbers, not just the amount of people playing on a Game Pass, but the amount of copies they actually sold was imp- beat their expectations. There's yeah. too many fucking games, and they're all coming out too close to each other. Yeah, yeah. it's Spread crazy. them out. Spread put stuff out, out in the summer. Yeah, in August there was like nothing. There was like one game in August. Not that there was nothing, but there was one major game that happened in August. We could have we could have put a couple of other things in there in that pie. Um but yeah, so it's a sandbox survival game, kind of like the original Fortnite mode where you're building things and, and protecting it from like insects and bugs and stuff. Um and you it all takes place in like the a backyard. Um, so you're, you know, you're underground or you're in the grass, stuff like that. Uh, and it comes out next year and it's on early access. I thought it looked awesome. Chris, obviously, uh, you yeah. agree with that. It might be my favorite new game they showed off. Oh, I, well, I, I go uh, ahead. Maybe we'll see. I, I mean, I, so I didn't get to see any of Rare's game cause funnily enough, the mixes, oh. yeah, the mixes stream on Xbox that I was watching died right as they were showing it. But I could jump over to Google's YouTube and watch it right there, no problem. No, I'm gonna. I just sent you a link. It has some images and stuff to it right now, cool. so that you can look at it. Um, and I'll talk about that one now. So the Everwild. It's called mm. Everwild. It looks awesome. Um, it had. You're in this like very lush forested world, and it's a third person game. There's all these creatures. They remind me a little bit um in how alien like they are of the first time we ever previewed uh. No Man's Sky, and you saw that kind of alien planet that looked really pretty, except this looks way prettier, like much better lighting and geometry Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, It does kind of look No Man's Sky-esque. Yes, except it looks obviously handcrafted and not generated because they're obviously putting more work into building a single place instead of building a system that can generate lots of variety. They're, you know, making something that is uh, a built-in experience. What's cool about it is... um, we don't know a lot, like but there's some deer, hints about it having deer. like these magic. Cool. 
Dude, they're so cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, and it's awesome to see Rare making a totally new game. But Sea of Thieves, like, has become, like, a really big game that has a ton of mechanical systems in it. Like, there's a lot of things that interact within that game. And looking at this and thinking about everything that they were to build and make in Sea of Thieves has me excited for this game because if they could take the kind of systems they built and then bring them into a third-person, like, adventure exploration game that would be amazing um but they're saying this is very early in development like this is a couple of years yeah this I, I wouldn't expect like for this next until year the, possibly even the year oh, a couple after. of years okay yeah i'm just like I, to... I wouldn't expect this before 2021 that would be the earliest we maybe would see this it is sounds this, like it's a couple years out is this an online experience as well or is it uh i feel like it has to be right I, uh, i'm not seeing i'm not see. seeing anything in this to say that it is or isn't so here's here's from this is from Xbox Wire. Uh, the team is focused on building an experience that allows for new ways to play in a natural, magical world. It'll give you a memorable, engaging, meaningful experience for players everywhere to share. Okay. Uh, sure. So hard to tell from that, yeah. which is why I you know I think they just want to show that like hey we are working on something new. We have more Sea of Thieves things coming, but like get ready for what we have coming next generation. It kind of looks like this, which they didn't say that it's a next gen game, but it kind of has to be right. Uh yeah, I mean, uh, but here's the thing: it depends on what Xbox's plan is. Are they if they're planning on releasing things for, and it is exclusive. This is going to be exclusive at least console-wise to Xbox. But if they're planning on doing a thing where it's like, hey, games that come out are going to be on the X and the next Xbox, you know. But that limits them in what you can do. That's weird. We might be looking yeah. at like one of the first next gen games, which is why I was telling you when we were watching that thing. I'm kind of annoyed that the next Halo isn't just for the next Xbox because I'd rather it not be constrained by what we're able to do on the current console. It's going to look weird with it launching with a new console and it's still made for the old one. I don't know. Cross gen stuff is it just is depends. Kind it just, of a, a I bummer. mean, yeah. It sounds like the leap from X to Scarlet is going to be similar in the leap from one to x but we we won't know until no but but the thing is that it still has to work on the original xbox that's right <laughs> well they might they might phase that they might be like hey shit works on x but it's not gonna but that's work what my hope is that's what my hope is yeah that would be cool that's the dream but Tuna, I, that's not gonna still, happen for halo you're still rocking an original right yeah i was gonna buy an x but then i'm like why yeah in yeah. a year i'll just buy the new one at yeah. this point you may as well hold out i agree. might as well hold out no yeah. point. Um, so. yeah. One of the big announcements, which was not any new games, but obviously they're building out. Uh, I mean, the amount of Game Pass content we got was staggering, but they are releasing a shit ton of Final Fantasy games to Game Pass. So if you're someone who has never kind of experienced those games, but has always been interested and has Game Pass, here's your opportunity. 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12. All three 13 games and Final Fantasy 15 will all be on Game Pass next year in 2020. Yeah, um, along with all of the like a bunch of Yakuza games as well. Yeah, Yakuza Zero Pass. and then the both of the Kiwami games. And it's interesting because I'm like, how much do you, it's just so, such a Japanese thing, and it's so it just feels so integrated to PlayStation the Yakuza games. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's cool that they're there. I mean. Uh, you know, they add that Witcher is coming out later this year. Witcher 3 is going to be on Game Pass. Um, uh, tuna. Well, yeah, so we're going out of order here, but if we want to yeah. talk about the other Game Pass stuff, 
they announced a ton of new stuff coming to Game Pass besides just those. There's uh, Age of Empires 2 with all the new DLC stuff. Rage 2. Remnant is coming. Um, that Lego Ninjago game, the Talos Principle. Tuna. Tracks, there it is. Lego Ninjago. Planetfall. Lego yeah, Ninjago. Ninjago. Darksiders <laughs> 3. Life is Strange 2. Uh, the Escapist 2 this holiday, Tom. Halo Reach coming to Game oh, Pass. Oh, yes. Master next Chief. Month. Of course. Yes. Yep. Yeah. My why, friend did Pedro. Th- why did that take six years? Uh, because from what I rem- is Master Chief in Halo Reach? No, he is. I not. literally okay. That's why because originally it was just supposed to be the Master Chief games. Right. Okay. That's that was their answer originally. Anyway, uh, my friend Pedro, The Witcher Three, and then tons of future games. Obviously, like Ori in the Blind Forest, Minecraft Dungeons. Um, tell me why. Grounded, Bleeding Edge, which is that new Ninja Theory game. Wasteland 3, Flight Simulator, all those fucking Final Fantasy games, uh, all the Yakuza games, Carrion, which we we saw in that sweet trailer, E3. Yes, Carrion was fucking awesome. That was the one where you play as the monster. Cyber Shadow, which unfortunately is coming next year. That was one of Alex's indie games this year. Um, Rest in peace. Double Kick Heroes, that game Haven. Oh, the double-headed dog game, Fogs. Fogs. Oh, yeah. Cat Dog. And then the my, video game. my personal favorite, Tom. Mm. Uh, Skatebird. Skatebird, yes. Skatebird, uh, I think, was actually first revealed at Kind of Funny's game showcase they did uh, in during E3. Uh, you are a skateboarding bird. It looks like a lot of fun. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's uh, a ton of fucking games. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've said it before. You could have just Game Pass. If you're not concerned about the biggest new releases and just want to play games, there's no reason to buy anything. Because all of these awesome games are coming out on Game Pass. And if you do have Game Pass, Tom, what are some of the perks you get now? Uh, So some of the perks you can get with Game Pass, obviously, if you buy Game Pass Ultimate, not only do you have uh, access to Game Pass on Xbox and PC, but you get a free month of EA Access. And here's where that is interesting to us, Tuna. Currently, we have a free month of EA Access with Game Pass, which gives us a sweet little discount on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <gasps> so it's about $10 off <laughs> uh, the retail price. That's a pretty good amount. Yeah, it basically means that the deluxe edition is the price that you would pay. Is this a multiplayer game or no? No, single player. No, but it's been compared to games like uh, God of War. And... Yeah, so I might get it for PlayStation then. Yeah. Because oh. because my Xbox isn't as good as my Pro. Yeah, that's fair. You might want to do that then. That's true. And just pay the extra money since you have PS4 Pro. Uh, God, that game I'm so fucking excited about, Star Wars. I mean, one of the best campaigns of this generation is made by Respawn. Titanfall 2 campaign is amazing. It's really good. Yeah. Like, those guys have made a lot of the best games of this generation. They made Titanfall 1, 2, and Apex Legends is a great game. They don't make... There's no reason this game shouldn't be amazing. They don't make bad games. Even when they were at... They may even when ba- basically this team is the co- the original Call of Duty team. So they made the right. original Call of Duty, Call of Duty Two, and Modern Warfare's One and Two. They haven't made a single bad game ever, and now yeah. they have Star Wars. And it's not bullshit Frostbite engine. It's running on Unreal. Um, and I I mean I don't know if you saw this tuna, but you can have a double bladed lightsaber. <gasps> oh my! So that's that's. That's your sixty bucks right there. I feel. <laughs> I'm okay with spending sixty bucks on a game, honestly. Yeah. Um, the people. 
There was that uh, West of Dead, that top-down shooter with Ron Perlman, which looked kind of fun, which is in open beta um, through November 25th. You can check that out. Um, There was a Cart Drifter game, which apparently is a big... There are all these games that are huge on PC. They're like, oh my god, this game is finally coming to console. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never heard of this. But there's but that's this... because we don't play PC games. I know, but I still feel like I would have <laughs> heard of it at some point. But there's this yeah. Xbox has. There's it... just a lot of games now. Yeah, there's too too many games. <laughs> um, there's this. There's a new kart racing game called Kart Rider Drift. Um, yeah, it looks really good. It looks uh, awesome. Crossfire X has drifting tanks. Dude, <laughs> dude, Crossfire X looks awesome. It does look fun. It looks kind of like CS:GO if it was made today. Um, yeah, I, it looked I, like I... a cool game. Yeah, honestly, overall, I'm like, wow, they did show off a lot at XO, but it just went on too long. I feel like Xbox is showing up, though, to this next generation the way they were supposed to show up to this generation. Mm. They are coming in hot for Scarlet. They Mm. are going to have Game Pass. Mm -hmm. They're talking about xCloud. You know, they showed off some stuff for xCloud, Alex. They said that you're going to be able to use any Bluetooth-compatible device, even like a DualShock 4 for your xCloud games, which is cool for people that like PS4 controller, Mm -hmm. Uh, not myself. Their Game Pass like it, library next year will work on xCloud. It's going to launch with over 50 games. Um, but then here's, Tom, here's the last major thing that I saw. Phil Spencer did an interview at IGN, mm. uh, and he said a couple more things, which is basically, uh, let me see, I have it right up here. Uh, he said that they're going to talk about some more games before the end of the year, so we're going to see some more stuff, which everyone is hoping, obviously, is going to be Halo Infinite at the Game Awards. It's a good time to do it, I think. And then the other thing was uh, he said, I would say a learning, and this was with him with The Verge, uh, that learning from the Xbox One generation is when this when the console launches, they will not be out of position on power or price. And if you remember the beginning of this generation, we were $100 more expensive, and yes, we were less powerful. And we started Project Scarlet with this leadership team in place with the goal of having market success, which he's basically saying we're not going to be more expensive and weaker. So either they're going to be like the same price, which it sounds like he's saying, and they're going to be at least, if not more powerful. I don't think Microsoft will ever allow themselves to not be called the most powerful console again because it kicked them in the ass this last generation. Every 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 time I hear like behind the scenes shit when it comes to dev kits, sometimes I hear Scarlet is the more powerful one. Sometimes I hear... The PS5 dev kit is more powerful. It's, uh, I, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, does it really matter? It will come down to the games that you can play on the systems. But um, I have high hopes, and I think that Scarlet will have... PS5, is. we've had it confirmed, is going to be backwards compatible. But is it going to be the same level of compatibility with Scarlet, where it seems to be like this is just an evolution of the system we have, not a whole right. new... Uh, you know, unit that is separate. Um, it's it's interesting how it's going to play out. Yeah, my my biggest dis- the thing I wanted most going into this, Chris, obviously was XCloud news. We got some XCloud news. Um, it's going to expand to PC. Currently, the only way to try XCloud in the preview form is on an Android device, and they announced that next year it's going to be available to access via PC and. The fact uh, that uh, Game Pass games will be available next year on xCloud Preview. But it's very clear that, I mean, we've got Stadia launching next week, and there's been a ton of drama about that that we haven't gotten to. But basically, it's launching with very few games and very few features. And Phil Spencer even got on stage and said, the final release of xCloud is is years away. 
So they're taking their time. I su- I do yeah. appreciate that. But it's also like, I mean, it's just like I don't have any of the devices even next year with the PC accessibility. Once they say Xbox Cloud, xCloud Preview is available on iOS, that's going to be like the game changer, obviously. Well, actually, you're. I think maybe shortchanging yourself because there is the possibility that next year when it launches with Game Pass, you might not have to download a massive game. You might be able to stream it right to your console. Oh yeah, you well yeah, you could just I guess have it on the uh-huh. it could be a thing of the console itself. That's interesting right. that it, that isn't already actually a thing and that it is exclusive to having an Android device. I don't know. I guess I guess they're thinking that people are just going to Well, because I think the they have more interest in getting it to work on mobile devices right. first. Yeah. They're taking but they're taking the time you know, with it, which is important and Well, I know you want to know about pricing, but I really think that it's going to be free if you're a gold or like Game Pass subscription and you'll only have to pay more money if you want maybe like higher quality because that's what even Stadia is. Like yes. Stadia is free. Like, you just have to buy the games, but the actual streaming service is free unless you want to pay for, like, higher... Right, 4K and So if that. you're with... If, and then you have Microsoft already getting your gold and your Game Pass subscription. I don't know why they would have to charge you more then, if that's the case. So I feel like they're not going to. Yeah. It so just, it's, if it's, it's just, just a bonus, that's all yeah. I want. It wasn't necessarily just price. It was just like, okay, clearly this is just... This is further... They're further away from launching this fully than I thought they were. Yeah, um, but that's good. They're just treating it as like a new function they're testing with and then slowly yeah. rolling out, which is why I think it's smarter for them to put in Android devices because people are used to Android devices being finicky and buggy and iOS devices, like, they're not. So yeah. if this thing rolled out on iOS, people that use iOS are going to have an expectation for a certain experience that they're not going to get. And if they get this, like, buggy, glitchy mess, which they're going to experience probably at first, it's not going to be accurate. Whereas Android players are like, oh, well, I'm used to having a piece like, of to shit, deal right, with this. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because Android <laughs> devices blow. No, but like even even more like a PC with Android devices, you do have to um, outside of maybe like you know last couple of years, and if you maybe get like a Samsung or whatever, like a Pixel, you have to do more with it. You have to know more how to like use it as a computer. Right. Same with like Windows. You have to like to really be able to use Windows. I feel like you have it. to know how to use a computer better than if you're like using you know an uh, an iPad. Right. Like they're made for idiots. Yeah. iOS devices are made for idiots. So that's they don't want idiots seeing a buggy system and then yeah, going, it well, needs this to doesn't be idiot work. proof before it comes to iOS right. for sure. Yeah. So right. So it's not going to. So if anything, I'm really making fun of iOS users like myself. Um and then um, the, the last little know. tidbit, the last little sprinkle I put on there real quick. The first two mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts games, uh Kingdom Hearts one point five and two point five remix, coming to Xbox for the first time. So if you've never experienced so those weird. Basically, all of the Kingdom Hearts games are going to be available on Xbox. Can't wait for 3.8.5. Yeah, 3.8.5. Final Fantasy Remix Redux. Good stuff. There you go. In two hours, we're going to have uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order reviews. Speaking of game reviews, Pokemon Sword and Shield has an 80 on Open Critic, Tom. Alex, let's talk about those Pokemon reviews. What are your concerns? So, my concerns with Pokemon, right? I think are the concerns mm-hmm. that everyone has. I don't really, you know, I got to say, I don't really care about the national decks, whatever. But what I am concerned about is that am I just going to be playing the same game that I have been playing for 20 years, even though I took yes. a little break of 12 years in between? Is it going to be yes. red and blue, just the same red and blue? Like, But why? Like, do something else, please. But, like, why are we rewarding this behavior? This is ridiculous. Stop rewarding this. They're getting away with bullshit. 
And from what I've seen online, okay, and again, out there in the ether, I've only seen a couple things, probably, Mm -hmm. you know, very cherry picked Mm -hmm. video clips or images. But somebody put the image of what Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to look like next to uh, Ocarina of Time, right? And it looks. You know, kind of similar. Wait, like the 3DS the remake releasing yeah, on the N64. There's no way I need what to see this. What the fuck are you the talking 3DS about? Remake. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> All right, 3DS. first off, first off, to address this, of where we're reward- re- we are rewarding good behavior. Tuna, even with these Hold issues, on, I'm not done. You're buying me, the game, let me, right? Let me let me spew my okay. Bullshit, you, spew, you, you spew. You spew. Spew. Yeah, let me spew. This is Tuna's so, spew corner. Right. So they, they lined up. Well, they didn't line up, but they they like had like Pokemon Sword and Shield on one frame on one uh, side of the screen, and then on the other it was like Ocarina of Time, probably the 3DS remake because it did look it did look much better. But they looked, you know, the, the landscape looked like fucking Hyrule Field from 3DS Ocarina of Time. Okay, and then, I see the thing that you're looking at, and that's also <laughs> very cherry picked. Oh, very cherry picked, but it's still very cherry picked. <laughs> but still, very cherry picked. But still, image, but a put, good point. But still, but you, you can't put an image. You can't put an image of Breath of the Wild next to that, and any image, and go, oh look, it's. Bullshit. I'm sure you could find an image so, in Breath of the Wild that. Nah, nah, you can't. No, you can't so, because I'm looking at this comparison, <laughs> and they keep cropping the Pokemon thing as much as possible, so that they can also hide stuff on the sides. Oh yeah, definitely. But that's like Dora the Explorer, like when. You know, she's in the screen. I'll never forget this episode. What door of the Explorer. And she says, and she says, where's the key? Where is the key? And then it like zooms out and the key's right next to her hanging on some hook. And it mm. only just wasn't in the frame because, you know, th- that's fine. If they want to do that, that's fine. The second thing that I saw was a video of the animation of one of the Pokemon like attacking another one. And the fact that they're not attacking each other and they're just like bouncing up and down like idiots and not really doing anything. Is still kind of upsetting. Now, now again, okay. the, go ahead, Chris. Uh, let you me let me it. jump in here <laughs> yeah. because, and this is jump this in. is my problem with it. You ready? And I just yeah. want you to think about. I just want I want you to open your mind for a minute and just it's open. Open my third eye. Okay. So Pokemon is a turn based RPG. So it's yeah. not an it's not a game. Yeah. That works the same as say Breath of the Wild, where they build a world. Oh and everything no! Of course works not. In that. Well, so, so hold on a second. Yeah. So the overworld <laughs> in Pokemon is not the main focus. They actually right. spend more resources and time on the Pokemon themselves, which each okay. have to be able to then do like a series, a subset of like hundreds of moves, which is part of why they also still don't physically attack each other and they just launch attacks that then hit the other monster. And some of them actually hit them or sometimes you see like an animation appear on the other monster's end and like hits that Pokemon. But sometimes they physically do interact, but it's not like... A 3D fight, and that's why because it's a turn-based. Yeah, but game. even if a it was turn-based... a turn-based, you could still uh-huh. like match up Pokemon to Pokemon and have them still moving in a way that's like you, you couldn't without this taking like you know close to a decade or without no. cutting without cutting everything but maybe a hundred monsters. Well, I mean, isn't well if you I mean, want if you want to only have like a hundred new Pokemon. Then you could they, do that, but otherwise this would be one decks, of the biggest, though. most expensive games ever made. No, just to put in some animations instead like, of a guy just hopping up and down. There are hundreds of moves with tons of different Pokemon that all also like have different, like some are bipeds, some are quadrupeds, some don't have legs, some fly. Like they all have to have different animations. You can't just copy yeah, paste but you them. Could, yeah, but you could you could do multiple ad- you could do multiple animations for the you know the same move. All I'm saying is that the one in the video. The thing is just hopping up and down. And don't Tom and I have a bet. 
uh-huh. about what what is the bet we have, Tom? That was like one of the Pokemon animations was going to stay the same, and I said it was right, and you said it wasn't. Uh, there I think bet? that was a bet. I, that wasn't a bet you had with me. The tail whip situation that was not I'm a bet you made with me. Um, oh, whoa, 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 Tommy Kaz. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. Well, one of our one of our pioneering listeners can let us know. Uh, they There's a bet in there know. that it was like the animation came out for. I think it might have been tail whip. Might have been something else. But I said it's going to probably stay like that, and you said, "Oh no way!" Uh, I think I remember pay. saying, "I don't think it will." But I don't think I made the bet with you. I'm pretty I sure don't I made think the bet I, with Tom. I don't think I was willing to take the bet up. No, I don't think so. I think Tom did, though. I think Tom bit. Uh, that doesn't sound like like me, but uh, who knows? Yeah. I've been proven but wrong. But either way, I think if you're playing a turn-based classic RPG, which is what Pokemon is, and it's a game that they build to reintroduce to a new generation every three years, you need to set your expectations that way. And if you're disappointed in it not being a complete reinvention of the series, then you should have been paying more attention from the day that they first showed off the first trailer for it because all the things people are upset about are not expectations they ever set. And that's my only Well, I'm not it. saying... It's like if you that, want something else, yeah. then that's totally fair, but you shouldn't then still be bitching about it eight months or well, a I'm year not, later. Well, I'm not bitching about it eight showed. months later. Yeah, We've already, I already bitched about it when we saw that tail lip or whatever video and the whole thing from the <laughs> He's beginning. He's been bitching about it like, for yeah. months, Chris. He's been bitching, I've been about, bitching about, it for about it for a while. This is this is not something new. We were I mean, I was like <laughs> yeah. this is we listed all the things we wanted in a Pokemon I I listed all the things I wanted in a Pokemon game that I've I done thought it too. I yeah, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a total reinvention of the series yeah. as well. Total reinvention. I, I like the idea that every three years there's the same game with new monsters and now, slight twists and I, some refined mechanics. There's also some really like some, Do something different on the side. They have Do something crazy they on the do, side. On, so a lot of stuff was just, you know, reused, but there are a lot of new animations. And on top of that, some of the stuff that they're doing with, like, the wild area, for example, where you can run into over-leveled Pokemon. Like, you might come across something that is way beyond your capacity to beat, which is something that I have... I, I mean, I feel like you're pretty OP in most Pokemon games when you're going down routes and stuff. Um, you know, to, to have something like that, I, I think that, yes, it does... Play it safe, but at the same time, it definitely is also introducing some new ideas. And that's the thing. Someone compared Pokemon to the iPhone. The iPhone, every year, adds like one or two new really cool things. Like this year, we got this ultra-wide camera lens, and we got really great battery life. And it's just that if you take this, compare it to the original, holy shit, the difference is huge. But every year... The, the it's just incremental steps where it's like all right and apparently also if you read some reviews dynamaxing is like the best new feature from all of the gimmicks that they've had like z moves and mega evolutions it's actually like a strategic thing versus just oh let's throw this new feature in so i think that well that's interesting oh i guess because it works on every monster uh yeah yeah you can dynamax Every yeah. every monster, and Mega's it only lasts like three three d- rounds and stuff. I mean, again, we'll have to wait and see once we get our hands on it. But I think that this game obviously has played it safe because look, Tuna, for all the complaints you have, you're still buying it. Like all these motherfuckers online who are like Game Freak Light, they're still buying the game. This game is going to sell gangbusters. No, that's the thing is, I don't think they are. I think a lot of people that are complaining about it are people that weren't going to buy the game in the first place either, and they just like to shit on stuff, which is a big problem of the internet. Sure. I don't actually trust that a lot of the people making real complaints are were ever interested in buying the game in the first place. Well, irregardless, um, 
it's it, you know I think that I think that we're going to get we're eventually going to get that game Christian has you know envisioned and laid out for us before, but it is going to be incremental steps towards that and not yeah. Boom! Here's Pokemon. Fuck you in the ass. I hear what you're saying about like the open world areas and everything, but I don't believe for a second anyone. I don't know what review you picked that out of, where they were like, for the first time, I had to think about like strategy and like difficulty in a Pokemon game, and it's like, I'm sorry, but Pokemon that was games, uh, Kotaku's review. Pokemon games are not hard. They're never going to be hard. So uh, so long as, especially now, like with XP share always yeah, on, right? Um, which I understand now that it's always on, then they can like try to scale for that. But so long as you enter a fucking battle with another trainer and you get to use six monsters and they get to use one, this game will never be hard. And that is the dumbest thing the series ever done. And it's the number one thing I'm going to criticize them forever because it it's not, it doesn't make sense with their canon. It doesn't make sense with their anime and it doesn't make sense with the manga. Nowhere else in the series do you get to have an uneven fight. So why in the video game do they make you, do they allow you to go up against fucking, you know, Timmy the bug catcher who's still at it for the last <laughs> 20 years who has like one little crappy Pokemon and you get to bring in six dudes like it's the weirdest thing in the world that you go into a gym battle in like a five on two it doesn't make any sense and that's the one thing they could change especially now XP share that would make the game have actual difficulty and real strategy because you'd have to say cool what are the two monsters I'm going to enter into this battle. And now that XP share is always on, it's even easier for them to do that because you don't have to worry about all your monsters not being leveled enough because everyone is actually already receiving the experience. So it's it's such a bizarre thing that I'm never going to understand. It's a strange choice and a mission, and it feels like they've never thought about it. It's, I think, the one, like, real thing that I think they need to fix. Or, like, just add a new game plus. Add a hard mode that, like, turns that on. Yeah, it would, new game, it would the make fact a that real Pokemon change. doesn't have a new game plus is a little perplexing for sure. That would be cool. New Game Plus? Like I don't it, even think you should do New Game Plus. I should just be able to go into right. New Game Plus. Right, this should Plus just be a hard mode. I've already done this game a million times. Yeah. Like, let me just get the New Game Plus. Just do a Nuzlocke challenge. Yeah. Tuna. Just let me do it. It's been out for Master 20 years Trainer as mode. it is. Champion mode. Whatever you want to call it. Oh, Turn it champion on. mode. Just it's, It would be the simplest thing. It would require them to do no additional like scaling of enemies or anything. Let you go into whatever wild battles you want, but when you play against a trainer, however many Pokemon that trainer has is the same amount of Pokemon you're allowed to use in the battle. It's the it makes so much sense, and it's so bizarre that that's not an option. Are you allowed to know? Let's get what you the hide over are? a game freak. Well, when the when the battle starts, it'll show like they have one one Pokemon, so it'll be like this is a one v one or this is a two v two. No, no. Well, okay, but here's the thing. So, are you allowed to know in your scenario what type the Pokemon is? No, but if you let's say you go fight them. But they don't know what you have, so your first throw out. You so you yeah, don't but know they're pre-programmed to have that one. Right. Thing so then, if you lose, you, you go battle them again, it. and now you know. Well, that sucks because then no, then that sucks because then like if I pick, if he's water and I pick fire, then I'm fucked. But, but you can switch your um, monster then. But then that's the same as taking them in. That's the same as taking... no. It's not. You have a second one, so you can swap out to your if it's a two v two. If it's a one v one, you're saying no. If it's a one v one. Then I get fucked and I have to go to the Pokemon Center because I'm probably going to lose. And then I got to come back and go, okay, that guy had water, so let me get a grass Pokemon. I think that if I knew what the type was and I could choose which type it was. Sure. But then they could do that too. What do you mean they could do they that? They could turn that on. Like you could make that you can you can make that an option. You know? Like if they've already programmed it in, it can be like you're in a 1v1 battle with the bug catcher. They are sending out Weedle. So now you know what it is. Which monster do you want to send out? Okay. And you just pick it. So anyway. Well. Are we all? We're all getting different starters, right? 
I'm. Oh, I don't know. I'm still. I think I'm still set on Grookey, especially yeah, having the final evolution ruined for me. I haven't seen any of the Tuna final evolutions except Sobble. So, what are you? What are you getting? I'm doing Sobble. I always pick water. You're doing Sobble, and Alex, so. I'm assuming, is doing fire. Yep. School bunny, baby. Always do fire. Very good. I think that's the news. That the was the news. news section fucking ever. Yeah, there's a lot of news. Hey, this but week. you participated. It was fantastic. There's a lot of news. Who did? A lot of news, baby. Emails at onrankpodcast.com. Alex, you want to read that first one from Eric? Sure. So let me go to the notes. Okay. Eric settles. Hey, guys. Writing in again because hearing my email read on a podcast makes me feel important. <laughs> on the cusp of Pokemon Sword and Shield releasing to the masses, I am reminded of my greatest gaming shame, never defeating the Elite Four in any Pokemon game I've played. With that in mind, I'm wondering why the last sentence I wrote sounds like I'm a Civil War soldier writing to his family and what you guys consider your greatest gaming shame. Failing to finish a game, being terrible at something easy, having to use cheats to win, being friends with Tom. I'm still bitter about you reading my first email terribly, you closeted hipster you. With love from the front lines, suck it, Eric. P.S. Tom, you suck. With a pink heart. So what I will say, my greatest <laughs> gaming shame is that I feel like I have gotten bad at first-person shooters, especially online. I'm not the Halo player I used to be, and it shows. I'm not I'm the really Halo yeah, player that's just because that we don't play anymore. Be. It might be, but as of right now, I'm still very bad. Yeah. And it doesn't... I just don't like it. It's sh I'm, sh I'm ashamed. You got to try and How bad dig deeper. I There's got to be something better than that. Also, I think ever since... No, that really is. Ever since like I started to play games... And I feel like I, I'm a little ambidextrous with games in the sense that sometimes I play with the regular controls if it doesn't allow for legacy. And sometimes I play with legacy controls if it allows it. When I go to Halo, which is an exclusively, that is my legacy game, like legacy controls game, I am like all over the place sometimes. Like I'm not, like my I can't get the reticle in the right position. It's, I think my muscle memory is just all screwed up and it's just not, old. not good. Getting old. I, I really do think that I've never not finished a game. Like if you, if I'm trying to, you know, if you're trying to pinpoint other gaming failures, I don't think I've ever not finished a game that I wanted to finish. Mm. If I didn't finish a game, it's usually because I didn't like it. And that's mm. rare because I usually don't buy games that I haven't already kind of looked into a lot. My so. greatest gaming shame is that yeah. I do not have a platinum trophy on PlayStation. <laughs> um, it is has it haunts me every day of my life not not a single Even one I and here's the here's the real life. kicker chris here is the real kicker last year when spider-man came yeah. out i was like spidey's my boy yeah i'm going to make this my first platinum trophy and i will feel like my greatest gaming shame has been washed away there is a bug that does not allow one of the trophies to pop i think it is i forget what it is but I have done everything required to get the Platinum Trophy in Spider-Man. But um, one of the things is not popping in my trophy list. So I still don't have the Platinum Trophy in Spider-Man. And uh, Wait, yeah. Is, is Platinum, does that mean just 100% the game or is that? It's get every trophy. So it might include 100%ing a game uh, as long as 100%ing the game is one of the trophies but it just means get every trophy in a game that's so funny because like, i've done it like getting twice. uh getting a thousand uh gold uh no no getting a thousand points or whatever it is on xbox achievement yeah points. yeah yeah what's fun yeah what I've have you it. what have you platinumed uh odyssey and god of war 
Oh, Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Gotcha. Assassin's Creed Odyssey and God of War. Yeah, I'm very close in God of War, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just never done it. And honestly, God of War, I think God of War is my favorite game of all time, which is crazy now that I retrospectively look on it. I want us to, uh, for my page, since my level up at the end of next month is going to be like the last level up of the year, I want us to all think about our favorite games of the decade and maybe record something for that. So, um, okay. God of War is definitely in there for me as well. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've never done it. And it, it it's something I think about. I look at it and I'm just seeing that big fat zero next to the platinum trophy icon and, uh, you know, ruining the day. Chris, you have a, a shame, a gaming shame. Never be Ocarina of Time. Ooh. What? Even yeah. I've done that. <laughs> wow. And I never had an I just got bored of it. I got stuck at one of the temples and I got bored and then I just decided never to finish it. I was oh like, my oh, God. I've played Ocarina then, of Time over and over. I've played it like six or seven times at least. Yeah. Every time I've thought about going back and replaying it, um, I get about halfway through and then I just, I always just stop at some point. I don't know. Wow. It's hard to replay a game that's really long. I think I'm done with really long games. I think okay. I'm done with really long games. As he's about to play Pokemon and Star Wars, both 30 plus Neither of those are games. really long games. Those are 20-hour games. Okay. So you by really long, you mean... I feel like you what it, what, what's your what's your what's your limit? What's your ta- what's your hour limit? Anything over anything like maybe like a, around forty hours or more okay. is definitely too long. Okay. Yeah, I think I think twenty hours is like the longest I want to play a game. Um, to have to play it to beat it. It's like Pokemon. I'll, I could take longer because maybe I'll just take my time and slowly burn through it. Um, but you could just blow through those games as you've always been able to do within you know under 20 hours even though i might spend 40 in it but like i don't like you could probably do that i, I mean you could definitely beat zelda faster but when i was younger i couldn't like i didn't want to yeah. use players guides and i didn't know what i was doing right so like that game took for freaking ever you know here's I what i'll never, say never to go back um, also to just about achievements in general um so i don't i don't like secret achievements and mm-hmm. the only thing i the only thing that you should have a secret achievement um for is something that ruins the story but something sure. that is like i don't know like for minute right there were for minute there were a couple i mean i guess we could talk to it in during game pass but game club i mean but just briefly there's a couple secret achievements that are story related if you cared about this story at all um or and then there's others that are not story related at all that you would never know to do unless you looked up what that was like you never would do it unless you looked it up Oh, not, maybe those are the last couple that I have. Not, not when I say look it up, I don't mean look up how to do something. Just looking up what it is. Are you like, sure? Are you talking about like the one with the bone? Because that one I guessed. No, 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 no. Uh, there's okay. one secret achievement. Uh, at least I think it was secret. Maybe it wasn't. There's one achievement where you had to collect an item with less than a second left on the clock. Um, oh, I didn't know about that, so I don't have that. Right. So that's the whole thing. Like, when I see secret achievements and I finish the game, I'm like, all right, well, I'm done with the game. Did you so get all the achievements? I did, yeah. Oh, I was thinking about doing that. Maybe I'll try and do that then before Monday. Yeah. But but the whole thing is, like, that one achievement to me, I was like, okay, that's stupid. Like, that's such a dumb... Like, if I'm gonna if I'm looking 100% the game, of course I'm going to look up what the achievements are after the game is over. I'm not going to spoil anything for myself. And that achievement itself, like if if I didn't look that up, same with you, you you could play this game for 
weeks or months without yeah. realizing that that secret yeah. achievement is is what it is. Yeah. So to me, it, I feel like we should just keep secret achievements to plot only achievements. Or maybe if they could have the title of it as like a hint. That I was also thinking, yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking is just give me the title. Yeah. You don't need to tell me I what would like is. to have the title for all the achievements. Yeah, actually. give me I the title. I don't even want the title to be hidden. The, yeah, uh, give me I don't the title. Know. On PlayStation, it's that you have you have hidden trophies, but you can hit a uh, square to show them. So maybe you could. Oh, uh, you can't do that on this. Yeah, yeah, it would be great if that Xbox had that. Um, oh, I'm system. excited to talk about Minute next week. Yeah, well, next week. Wait, it's next week we're talking about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Me and Chris already had this thing. I thought it was this week too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was this week. But I mean, am I wrong? I could have sworn last. No, no, week I, we checked, had Dan I checked. I checked, Chris. You're right. You, are right. you no, are right. No, you're right. You're right. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just minute is a very quick game. Yeah. This is the first I it's the first time we've all beaten it. Yeah. <laughs> uh which if you're listening now, oh, actually this is a good time to say it before we do the, the next email, Tom, which you're gonna read. If I wanna as we continue to do game club, I want them to get, you know, better, more interesting. I would like us to have better discussions. But part of the idea of doing this is so that our listeners could also play the same games as us. So if you have Game Pass play minute before next week and then write in ask us questions or give us your thoughts and we will read those emails you know, the very or messages first, during that segment the very first time we did a game club segment somebody did write in like yeah, a review for the that, very I mean, that first was, game that was the that was good that was what i thought would you know i i wanted yes. to happen but obviously it's it's very hard to get around to not only having people that have game pass but also they need to yeah, have Game Pass. They need to be able to form an opinion about the game and write in. So maybe we should just do one a month yeah. no matter what the game is. Maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends. If I think if we do something like Minute, obviously, it's probably Which fine. Which is very cool. But, yeah, because right. Minute, you can breeze through in, a, in an hour. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is just a reminder. Like, let us know what you guys think about Minute next week, and yeah. we'll talk about it during the Game Club segment. Tom, you want to read that other email? Uh, I would love to, Chris. This is from John John Turner. <laughs> Hey guys, John John here. I know you guys talk about D&D occasionally, and your side quests are usually modified RPGs. I was curious if any of you have ever watched Critical Role. It feels like something Tuna would get really invested in. It's a D&D campaign with a bunch of famous anime voice actors who make very creative characters. Maybe I'm dumb, and this is common knowledge for all of you. Either way, their second campaign has been my addiction for a few months now. Check it out. Thumbs up, John John. Um, yeah, Critical Role, obviously, they're kind of very much the pi a lot of the pioneers that have made um, D&D streaming and tabletop streaming popular. Our friends over at um, Hyper RPG were formerly Critical Role people that went and made their own mm -hmm. thing, which is really cool. And obviously, yeah. Critical Role now has a deal with Amazon to put their new animated tabletop series uh, on Amazon Prime. Um, so they are very cool. I don't really watch their content too much, but uh, no. Tuna, have you? Uh, do you know about Critical Role? I don't. I don't watch any streaming of any. No, kind. I don't watch any streaming either. Interesting. Okay. So there's that. I, I I just don't. Outside of like every now and then, like when my friends are on something on Hyper, or sometimes they're on like Saving Throw. Um, those are the only times that I watch right. stuff. Which, by the way, if you like that, we still have. Uh, uh, thank you for questing up on the Zeitheist podcast, which is uh, like Omar and Kelly and them. I mean, they're voice actors. They've been on stuff, um, and they've also been on like Saving Throw. Uh, I don't know if they've been on Critical Role, but they were on Geek and Sundry, and they still do like Hyper. So, I mean, if you like that stuff, you would like that show as well. So, Critical but Role yeah, is uh, Geek and Sundry, right? That's that product or no? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Or maybe they were once related. I can't remember. Um, uh, because, like I said, I didn't used to watch it. I only started watching that stuff because my friends were doing it. Um, right. Exactly. And because I got, I really, I got into the first uh, Adventure Zone. The first Adventure Zone was amazing from the McElroys. It was absolutely incredible. When, uh, when are one of you guys? When are when are you guys gonna host the side quest so that I can uh, play? <laughs> no. I'll I'll host it next time if you want. I can do that. No. I will yeah. not. I'll do not that. Creative enough. You could just use one of the simple modified rule sets that I've used where it's like only one of two dice throws depending on what the thing is so that you don't have to worry about the game mechanics and you could just figure out a story. But I would like to not GM once. That would be fun for me. Um, cool. Uh, critical critical Role is a Geek and Sundry product. Okay. So you want to play a game? I just wasn't sorry. Wow. I didn't know we got rid of complaints. <laughs> oh, right. Complaints. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Our most popular segment. So this is, uh, I think I've talked about this before, but this is a little modification. Uh-huh. Can we get a setting? Uh, I was on the train. I had to go to the city yesterday, so I was on the train. Trying to go to the city on the train. He thinks he's talked about it before, Tom. So it's not food related. It's got. It's. Do you think it's got to be about the per- people like using their phones on the train? So tr- train is the is the is the yeah. is the conceit, if you will, Tuna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we had. What was it? Snoring was the last train complaint we had. No, the last one was the luggage. Remember? Was no, was that a plane complaint? Or that was a train. No, complaint? that was that was the train. The uh. person had like a bag and they didn't put it above, and then they had put the bag in the seat next to them on the Ooh, train. Okay, maybe you can't do okay. that on a plane. My, That's I'm a train throwing thing. this out here. It's the um, we have this a lot in New York. Not so sure about other cities, but the Showtime people, the people that dance and flip on poles and throw music. Buskers. Yeah, no. but they, it's called Showtime because they're like, it's Showtime. Like, that's the, the thing we have. Here. I've never no, heard that. No, yeah. but it's also, they don't do that on the train. You're thinking subway. I'm oh, okay. So this is, this is separate. Oh. This, is, this is separate from the subway. This is a, a, this a, is an Amtrak situation. This is a, yes. What? Mm-hmm. Right, no. Someone's taking a work call on the train. Oh, uh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, you're in the quiet. Someone's in the quiet car, but isn't being quiet. I mean, you're yes and no. So <laughs> it's really just it's more it's even more simpler than that. Okay. Anyone with a text ringtone jingle chime. I'm on the train and right. someone keeps getting texts and a little chime is going off each time. Do you fucking even give a shit? Like, you know, <laughs> this is going off. You know, it's going off. It's it's like every every couple seconds. And it's like exactly. It's like, okay, the first time I get it, you didn't know the text was coming in. The second time, all right, all right, we get it. You're getting texts. The third time, shut the fucking thing off. You can turn it on silent. I don't care if you're old and you don't know what the hell you're doing or it's a new phone. You don't know what you're doing. You're on a train. Whoever the fuck just did that. <laughs> that was not me. It's, it's literally, it's worse than, than ding. It was like, it was like a little, it was a couple notes. But do you even give a fucking shit? Do you even care? You must not. I mean, it kept going off, and it's mo- it's the morning train ride. No one is talking. No- Stop it. No one is talking. <laughs> no one is doing anything, right? No one is making any noise, and there's your phone going off. Are you joking? Do you even give a shit? And here's my other here, – uh, this is just a very quick, quick complaint. It's not really a complaint. <laughs> It's not really a complaint, <laughs> but maybe that should be the the the, the sound for Tuna's complaints now. <laughs> this one got th- this one got buried. It's not really a complaint. It was just a thought. Mm. But I had a thought. This is number two hundred and three in this list. 
but the, I just wrote this down. I forgot to talk about it. Can you actually wake up and immediately draw a pistol or a knife like they do in TV shows and movies? What? Yes. Like, is there any way you can do that? What are you like, yes. Do people about? do that? Yes. You've never seen that, Tom, in a movie no. or a TV show where like somebody wakes up, somebody's sleeping. And they, they wake like, up in high alert. They wake, they wake up, up high alert. alert. They wake up yes. and they draw the pistol that's underneath their pillow. Oh, or they wake up and the knife draw. comes. Oh, <laughs> like you, get Tom. up and immediately be oh, able to draw Tom. a pen or Tom. draw a knife. Tom, <laughs> Tom, I think you should see yourself right out of this fucking podcast. That was that's horrible. That's I, I, it wasn't a joke. He wasn't I, even literally joke, what though. I thought you meant. I was like, what is? I thought this was some kind of brain, like to keep your brain. You no. know, like the 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 brain fluid going. Like, get up. You definitely immediately can. draw a picture uh, of a gun. Who can so, though? Did Mythbusters you definitely can, do Alex? This? So I can tell you right now. This is because so, and you'll learn this when you have a child. Now I don't have a child, but what I've had I was is just a sick say, what dog. Child do you have? And when you have a sick dog who's in your bed and you hear the sound, your brain while you're asleep hears the sound of a dog about to throw up. You shoot it. In you the head. jump up <laughs> out of bed. I like, gun in hand, on my knife feet in the in other. a second. I've been on my feet an absolute second out of the bed picking the dog up and in the other room. Like in like record time. Like yeah, from but can sound you train, to sleep. But can you train yourself to when you immediately wake up, get the pistol, draw it, point it at the person? Yes, I immediately jumped up and picked the dog up in my hands, was out of the room in, in a split second. Yeah, absolutely can. It, it's like a fight or flight situation. Oh, boy. It's a fight or flight situation. You absolutely can do okay. it. You just haven't been in the scenario right. where you've had to. But one day, one day, one one day when there's a baby tuna and you have to like wake up in the middle of the night suddenly, when there's you a baby will tuna. experience this. You too can draw okay. a gun on a piece of paper. Oh, speaking of pieces of paper, when I had to do the minute thing, it's on the back of a check. Is how I wrote down the steps. Minute. Anyway, thing. go on. You if you oh, looked if you watch my yeah, if you watch my fucking Patreon asshole. <laughs> Let's play a game. Uh, so, yes, I have prepared a game, and this is a Rate That Game game. I thought in the uh, celebration of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, hopefully a very good Star Wars game. It's been a, it's been a minute. We all know what happened three years ago. I'm really Tuna hoping with to Battle top um, But, yes, uh, these are all Star Wars games. So we have five Star Wars games. Tuna and Chris are going to have to guess what the IGN score of each game is. The uh, it's golf rules. The lower amount that you have, the better. And if you get the exact score correctly, that removes five points from your score. All right, let's do it. All right. All right. So there's five games on the list. The first one. Wait, isn't this isn't this a game that Dan hosts? Former host of the we opened podcast. up we opened up all the games previously yeah, several months ago. Game I know, but I I was trying to make a joke because I and the da- <laughs> all right. So the first game that you need to get a score for is Super Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back for the SNES. Super Star Wars. Yeah, it's cool. Oh my god, I love this game. It is what? the second game in the Super Star Wars trilogy and is based on the 1980 film The Empire Strikes Back. Is it? I didn't realize. Super Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back follows closely the standard set by its predecessor with multiple player characters and stuff. It's a side-scrolling thing. All right. I think we have some scores here. Uh, We have at least one score. I sent it in. Okay. I sent mine in. Cool. So we will move on to the next game then. 
The next game is Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. Oh, for the PC or for what? Uh, this was what? the console version. Oh, I never played that one. This is also a fun game. Fun like stupid fun or fun like... <laughs> a lot of old Star Wars games, I mean, maybe they weren't the greatest games, a lot of old Star Wars games, but a lot of them were like pretty solid and fun. Well, this was right. uh, obviously released... What console? PlayStation Uh, This would have been, or? yeah, PlayStation 1. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me bring up, if you guys want any additional information uh here we go battle for naboo is an arcade style action game co-developed by factor 5 and lucas arts it is a spiritual sequel to star wars rogue squadron i didn't even know that was on the playstation was it on the n64 n64 yep n64 awesome as well um okay we have i wish i had that i had to play it on a pc we have some scores here let's get those down the next game is Star Wars Starfighter. This is also the PC, uh, sorry, also the console version of the game. And what's up with this game? I actually don't know about this. Is this uh, like a sequel to the TIE Fighter series or? Star Wars Starfighter. I will bring that. Star Wars Starfighter is a 2001 action video game developed and published by LucasArts and takes place right after the Battle of Naboo. The player unites alongside three star fighter pilots and is allowed to take control of several different spacecraft to help stop the invasion that threatens Naboo. So it doesn't look like it's a, necessarily a sequel to anything. Uh, seems like it's its own standalone thing. Tom, I know you've been doing it, but Therese and I just started uh, watching all the Star Wars movies in preparation for the new one. We just started sure. uh, did Phantom Menace the other day. We're gonna we're actually doing chronological order um, just because it's like a fun. You've seen up. the movies. At that point, watch them in yeah. any order you want. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta say, I still think Phantom Menace is it's my favorite prequel, but man, those Naboo Starfighters are slick. They look so fucking cool. The Naboo Starfighters are, especially yeah. like the. Uh, I mean, I've been I, the the main starship that like can go invisible and everything too. The like Chrome one. Uh, Wait a second. The, the Phantom Menace is your favorite of the original prequels. Really, of I feel like you're in the minority with that. Yes, but I'm in the majority, I think, with people thinking the second one is the worst. The second one is definitely... Attack of the Clones is by far the worst of the prequel. But you know what's interesting, yeah. Chris? Uh, as you know, I've been watching a movie a week for the last few weeks. Revenge of the Sith, I think, is the best of the prequels, but it's not by much. It is still a very, very problematic film on multiple, multiple levels. Mm. Um, the first half of it is really quite terrible. <laughs> Um, and the second yeah. half is honestly not that much better. Um, anyway, Star Wars, I love it. All right, the next. I still love them. Still love them. Still love them. You, you can't. You can't hate them. All right, the next, the fourth game. This is the penultimate game. Just to bear that in mind, Star Wars Battlefront Two, but the original Battlefront Two, not the one that Tuna got a oh. six point five for a couple of years back. This is the original Battlefront Two. Okay. All right. Cool. Let me just note these down. And then there should the, be one more, right? Yeah, there's one more. There's only four. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting. Oh, Tuna Ooh. got an interesting score. I got interesting? That so, means yeah. you probably got it exactly. Well, or so far off. <laughs> <laughs> or like right next to it. Yeah. All right. Oh, and the last song. game is Star Wars Force Commander. This is an RTS, a real-time strategy game that was released for Windows in uh only in the year 2000 its plot interweaves between a new hope and return of the jedi so it's it's original trilogy content if that makes any factors um and yeah so it's an rts star wars game which i've never heard of this game 
Yeah, me neither. Uh, okay. What year? Uh, 2000. You said 2000? Yeah. Might not have gone low enough. Okay. 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 Um, I'm surprised you didn't do like, I mean, that's clearly, um, I could be wrong. Wait, has Tuna submitted his answer? He has. So I could be wrong, but that is clearly the worst game that you put on there. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm surprised Same. you didn't do the Connect Star Wars game. Well, the Connect Star Wars game I knew, obviously, has a precedent for being the worst Star Wars game ever made. So yeah, I didn't sure, want to. Right. I, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to put some games that might have resonated, might have not. You know, were kind of in a murkier area of where uh, scores could be. Um, I played the fuck out of the first two games that you put on there. I, that the first one, so the Empire game on Super mm. Nintendo is another game that I never beat. I would die all the time on like the second world on it. It's really hard. That is a very hard game. Uh, let me just do the math here real quick. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, all right. I've calculated Chris's score now for Tuna. All right, cool. All right, we have a winner. But let's go through all the scores. First game, Super Empire Strikes Back for the SNES. Christian, what did you put? Uh, 8.6. Tuna. 8.6. I've never heard of this game, nor have I seen anything about it, but I give it a solid 7.5 because Chris liked it. Well, Tuna, you hit the nail on the yes. head. It got a 7.5. Oh. So Tuna starts off with a 0.5 uh, buff there for you. Um, and Chris, Chris got a uh, 1.1 on that one. Um, all right, the next game, Star Wars Naboo. Uh, sorry, sorry, Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. Chris, what did you give it? Uh, a nine, because that game what? was awesome. I played that game so much. Uh, well, I had never heard of this game, so <laughs> I gave, I gave it a seven. <laughs> all right, well, that buff tuna that you got in the first round. Chris has matched it. It was a nine. Ugh. So Chris hit the nail on the head, and Tuna gained two points on that one. Uh, wow. So, but we're now, but we're not really very far apart still. <laughs> no, you're still, 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 you know, dancing around each other score wise here. Um, but that yeah, really we should helped. only be 0.9 apart. Uh, it's interesting because I'd, I'd also never heard of uh, Battle for Naboo either, and I did not expect oh. if someone had said, "How did Star Wars Episode One Battle for Naboo?" Do, I would have said not well. <laughs> it was like a top-down third-person Star Wars game, and like it had every, it had lightsaber fighting, it had force powers. It was aw- it was so much fun, but it wasn't like turn-based like a lot of the other mm. Star Wars stuff. Kind of, it, oh, it's very, very, very good. All right, the third game, which is probably one of the more the ones that is a bit more well-known, uh, Star Wars Star, mm-hmm. Star, sorry, Star Wars Star Fighter. Chris, what did you give it? I gave this an. Eight, because everyone knows about Star Wars TIE Fighter, but I feel like even if they made a bad game, it still can't be bad because like even the Rogue Squadron games, the worst ones were good. And Tuna, what did you give it? Six point nine, never heard of it. Uh neither of you nailed it this time, but Chris was closer. It this this game also got a nine. So Chris was only a uh, one Whoa. away. Tuna, unfortunately, slipping down uh two point one. This game had a nine? <laughs> yeah, it got a nine. Star Wars Starfighter. I've never heard of it. No, that's interesting because I have, and I've known that in the pedigree, that is up there with like the Rogue Squadron and all of those as like the yeah. good vehicle games. God, those Rogue Squadron games are so good. I really wish they would just do a remaster. Um. All right. 
Uh, this one's interesting. All right, so the fourth and f uh, penultimate game is Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original one that released for consoles back in the day. Uh, mm. Now, a little caveat here. Obviously, Tuna had this for his um, Fantasy League a couple of years ago, the remake, and that got a 6.5 ultimately. It went from a 7.5 to a 6.5 after all the loot box controversy. What did you guys give the original Battlefront 2? Uh, I went with an 8.4. Tuna? Okay, I went, I went with a 9.5 because I remember people in my dorm room playing the fuck out of this game and saying it was an amazing game. Well... Whilst we may all have rose-tinted glasses when it comes to it, it actually got a 7 on IGN. Oh, my God. Now, you know, obviously, reviewers have their own opinions and give whatever scores they have, and sometimes... You know, but that really shocked me when I saw that, because I remember playing the fuck out of that and everyone loving the shit out of Battlefront 2, so... Damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember it, people loving that game. So. I never played. I never played that, but I I actually just saw that game is now on like backwards compatibility on Xbox. I think it might even be like in Game Pass or something. You should try it well, out if you ever want to experience a seven out of ten from IGN. Uh, you can go do that. Uh, okay, so that definitely obviously changed up the scores. You both overshot, but uh, you know Chris was one point four away, Tuna two point five away. Uh, so it's going to come down to this last game here. The last game, Star Wars Force Commander. Chris, your score for that? Uh, five. Tuna? I think I said six. You did say six. Chris was still closer, though. It was a 4.7. Oh, my God. So that means uh, that... For a minute there, I thought I screwed myself because the last <laughs> game was so much worse than, it wa than I guessed. Uh, no, Star Wars Oof. Force Commander got a 4.7. Uh, that means Chris wins with 3.3. Tuna comes up in second place with 7.4 overall points uh so that is where that Man, game started game. out strong and we'll see but, uh, in i mean by the time this episode comes out we'll have scores for fallen order but in about two hours our time if you're listening to this right now if you're recording this right now we'll uh we're two <laughs> hours away from getting some scores so what do you like, we want to take a guess let's take a guess here are we talking ign or open critic now, ign will be like 100 considering they get pokemon like a nine point whatever <laughs> I'm going to give Open Critic 87. 82. Uh, I'm going to go with an 88. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well, that was right, that game game. Um, yeah. May the force be with you. No. You know what? I'm going to 90. Ooh. It's in the gray. The gray This color game coding. is getting compared to, like, so many big games, like God of War. And God of War has got a 95 on Open Critic. And uh, you know what? Let's just, let's say. Maybe maybe it'll make it. What does Titanfall 2 have an open critic? 87. So, yeah, let's go 90. Let's see what yeah. we get. All I right. think everyone is, like, really pumped for a good Star Wars game after the Battlefront stuff and all the bad EA things. So if they nail this, I think people will be, like, ecstatic about it and give it extra praise. So that's my hope. Uh, let's close it. Let's do it up. Tom, is there anything people need to know about after Alex tells them where that they can find him? <laughs> Uh, Tuna Targaryen on Twitter Tuna Targaryen on Playstation and Tuna Space Targaryen on Xbox uh, I am Great Britom Great Britom on each and every platform please go give all of our videos that we've been putting out on YouTube a look youtube.com forward slash unranked podcast uh, go check out the Patreon we've got some awesome uh, content that's been going up there uh, uh, in the last few months so that's patreon.com forward slash unranked podcast and Go check it all out in the show notes. It's all there. Isn't there a stream coming up? Uh, oh, yes, Saturday. 
I almost forgot. Uh, Saturday, we are streaming. We are being hosted by uh, Kind of Funny. Um, that is at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, we will be playing some Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so go uh, check us out on Saturday. So tomorrow at 2 p.m. Uh, check that out. Check out my trailer on Monday for Harmony, Harmony EOP. I am at Christian underscore Humes. We are the Unranked Podcast. And as always, and forever and ever, 193 times over, stay unranked. Suck it. Suck that lightsaber. When, when did we start saying suck it? I'm not sure. Well, suck it forever. 